Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Help me welcome our online campus. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. As you saw in the video, um, we're about to launch our East Campus. We're just over a month away. God has been so good to us, leading us, helping us to put things together, providing for us. It's very, very exciting. And um, so keep up to date on all of that. We'll keep you up to date on it as well. And then please keep that in your prayers because our future is paved in prayer. We don't want to just do something. We want to make sure that God is is definitely helping us to do that because this is all, this is the reason for it. This is all because of this. People need the Lord. I said people need the Lord. And we're a large and growing community and... uh, even some older numbers uh, suggest that 65 to 70 percent of our community have no church affiliation at all. And uh, whatever that means as far as their walk with God uh, would certainly, you know, motivate us that we want to we make it, uh, make a difference in the lives of people in our community and make, make a mark here. Amen. So please keep that in prayer as, as we uh, progress forward. Very excited about everything coming together. We have some super exciting things uh, regarding the East Campus that we'll share with you here in just a, just a week or two. Well, are you ready to get into the Word today? We have a series that we're starting today called God Will Make a Way. Everybody say that. God will make a way. And uh, this message today, maybe in the moment, you'd say, I really don't need this message. But look me in the eye, you're going to need it real soon, probably, okay? Maybe before day is out. Maybe everything is just hunky-dunky. Everything is just sweet, running smooth. Everybody loves you. All bills are paid. The weather's great. Your grass mows itself. I mean, whatever whatever it would be. Um, But that's all because of the planet we're on is subject to change. And um, so this message certainly is for all of us. And it's not, it's not just for you. It's not just to help you. It's to help you to help as well. And so always bear that in mind. Now, with every message, every sermon, uh, there are certain elements that need to be a part of that. And first would be information. Information is something that we want you to know, something we want you to know. And you really don't know something unless you understand it. Case in point, Algebra. You can get all the information, but this is my personal testimony. Uh, you can get the information and not have understanding, and you don't you don't know it. And so we want to make sure we want to make sure that we're we're coming to understanding. That's why we teach, uh, so that we not just get the information, but that we understand it, so that we can know it. So first of all, would be information. Second, would be inspiration. You know, it's our prayer that, that every time something would move you, and it would move you in a, in a healthy and holy way, move you toward change, move you toward doing something. And so uh, inspiration. And then third would be application. You know, I think every message should have some kind of application. That's something that you need to do. And the Bible tells us that uh, we're not just hearers, but we're doers, and we're blessed because we're doers. And so it, it's not enough to know it. You need to be moved to go ahead and do something, and that's where the blessing, you know, connects all the way through. So, <clears throat> excuse me, what I want to share with you today really, though, has to do with just information. I feel like my assignment today is that when you leave here today, I just want you to know something. 
I want you to know, and here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that God will make a way. You just need to know that. God will make a way. Come on, go ahead and say it. God will make a way. Well, you've got it down, so let's go ahead and dismiss in prayer. And now we'll, we'll go over some things today. But I don't want you to just know it here. I don't want you to just be able to repeat it. I, I want it to get down into our hearts, so to speak, so that it's no longer just information, but it's revelation. It's something that is revealed and you, you yeah, I get it. Aha, you've got it on the inside. And that can never be taken away. And what we're going to share today actually is the foundation. It's the bedrock for everything else regarding our faith and hope uh, in this Christian life, in this Christian walk. So we'll dive right into this. Um, I think we all know that a good metaphor for life is life is a journey. Life is a journey. And I wish I could tell you different, but we realize that the road is not always smooth. There will be bumps in the road. How many of you have ever had any bumps in the road, okay? There's bumps in the road. There's uh, delays. There's problems. There's trouble. There's, there's things that happen on this, on this journey that we're on. But here's, here's our choices, okay? You can travel with God or you can travel without God. And this life, this journey, there will be, as I said, you know, some bumps some heavy-duty stuff sometimes that, that happens in our life. And so we can have a life with troubles and challenges with God, or we can have a life with troubles and challenges without God. And I think I'm looking at some pretty smart people who would make the, choose, make the choice, I want to do life with God. Come on, anybody with me today? I, I want to, I, I'll just tell you, I don't want to do it without God. And, and I would say a good number of us here have attempted to do part of life without God. You know, and it, it just doesn't work. As hard as you try, it just does not work. And I'm sorry that God may have, may have been misrepresented to you. His truth may be misrepresented to you. But today I just want to give you the, the, the clarity, truth of, of God's word and God's goodness and God's intentions to help you and to let you know God will make a way. Everybody say it again. God will make a way. Amen. Now, look with me, if you will, in Psalm 46, and it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble or need. Let's go ahead. Therefore, because of that, we will not fear, even though, and this carries the idea, even if the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah. And this word Selah or Selah uh, just means to pause, to take a little time and calmly think about this. So I want to rewind and go back to verse 1 again. And look, look at this. God is our refuge. God is our strength. A very present help in trouble. Now, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. The New Testament is written in Greek, two of the richest languages ever. And sometimes when we translate from those original languages into our English, one word in the Hebrew or one word in the, in the Greek, we have to use a whole phrase to capture the richness of that. But this is so loaded and pointed right here that this phrase right here 
there is a Hebrew word for each one of these, which emphasizes to us, this is clearly saying that God is our refuge and strength, and God is a very present help in trouble or need. Now, we all know about trouble or need, don't we? Now, you've had most of the morning to get your act together, but how many of you know that that we have troubles and needs and questions and situations, challenges and so forth. And that's what this means, adversity and pressure and opposition and whatever it would be. And you just need to know that whatever is going on, God is a very present help in my time of trouble or need. So he is a very present help. This word very includes the idea of ferocious, vehement with force, which means God is... Uh, Well, let me back it up this way. Sometimes we're here, but we're not here. Some people right now just missed what I said because they're here, but they're not here. (laughs) Have you you ever done that before? And sometimes it's because of your phone. Somebody's talking to you, you know, "Uh uh-huh. That is awesome. (laughs) And you're here, but not here. Come on, anybody guilty? Okay. Well, I want you to know that that's not God. He is very, I mean, this is ferocious. He is up by you. He is in on this. Very present. Here and here with force. Very present help. When? In trouble. Not just when everything's going fine, all your bills are paid, the weather's great, everybody loves you. But in all of these things, a very present help even in our times of trouble. Anybody glad for that today? Now think about this. Even when bad things happen, even when things happen that you don't understand, even when things happen that leave you not knowing what to do, I want you to know that God will make a way. So to use some of the language of our culture here at Meadowbrook based on Scripture, let's let's get these bottom line truths here. First of all, God is with you. Come on, read that with me. God is with you. Secondly would be this, God will help you. Come on, read that. God will help you. So what we do with that, how we kind of phrase that around here is this, I'm never alone, you are never alone, and ready, and you are never without help. I want you to personalize that real quick, and I just want you to say, uh, I am never alone. Come on, say it. I am never alone. Say it again. I am never alone. And then say this with me, I'm never without help. And so work this into your heart's vocabulary. Let it come out of your mouth, too, because there are times that you're just going to need to say, you know what, all this is going on, but I am never alone. I am never without help. God will make a way. Can you, can you remember all that? Why don't we walk through that real quick? I'm never alone. I'm never without help. God will make a way. And to that I would add, then watch what God will do. Watch what God will do. Amen. And this is the foundation and the bedrock of of all for us. Now, let's fortify it a little bit with some scripture. Look in Deuteronomy chapter 31. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them, whoever them might be, whatever that represents for you. For or because the Lord your God, he is the one who what? Goes with you. He will not nor... He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. Look in verse 8. 
and the Lord. He is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed or discouraged. Then look with me over in Hebrews chapter 13. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So, because of that, we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear, what can man do to me? And then our beloved 23rd Psalm, even though, and do you know what? This in the Hebrew includes the idea also, even if, even if, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow, even if it was that bad, even if, even there, I will fear no evil for you are, come on, come on, you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I'm never alone. I'm never without help. God will make a way. God will make a way. Now, the presence of bad, the presence of trouble, the the presence of problems does not exclude the presence of God. Rather, it ensures the presence of God. Because God did not say, uh, I'm a very present help when everything's just right. He said, I'm a very present help in the time of need and trouble. Are you all with me? So when we have problems in our life, sometimes people say, well, then God's not with them or God's not with me because I've got problems, I've got challenges, I've got this, I've got that. No, no, that does not exclude the presence of God. That actually ensures the presence of God in our life. Look with me in Psalm 31. The psalmist David said this. Now watch this. He's going to walk something back. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people in our culture today are walking things back that they said, you know. Well, he walks this one back. He said, for I said in my haste, it also means alarm. This means something happened and he, he reacted. He said something. He said, I said this in my haste, just in the alarm of the moment, I am cut off from before your eyes. It, something happened and David said this, God doesn't see me. God doesn't hear me. I'm out here by myself. I'm just, I'm just cut off from God's presence, God's help. But then he corrects it. He walks it back. He said, nevertheless, because there was just outrage on Twitter when he said that. So, so. How many of y'all don't even know what Twitter is? Okay, that's mostly first service. Okay, all right. Never, nevertheless. What? Nevertheless, I said this, but I was wrong. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplications when I cried out to you. And then in my Bible, just across the page in Psalm 34, watch this. Same, same writer, David. He said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Look in verse 6. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Verse 17. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Listen, the, the presence of problems and troubles and questions and and even failure does not exclude the presence of God. It ensures the presence of God. So if you're going through something today, I want you to know something. God is with you. You're not alone. You're not without help. And God will make a way. I said God will make a way. Amen. Now, there was a guy in the Bible named Job. And uh, Job had just some disaster, horrible things happen. And he had some friends, and his friends, their response to this was to give him answer after answer after answer, and in the end, none of those things were his answer. 
And in the end, God then really never gives him an answer. God gives him an encounter. God gives him a, a, a close-up, almost face-to-face encounter with his, with his presence, which is one, one uh, place in Scripture that points us to this. I believe it's heavily supported by Scripture, and it's this. The ultimate answer, the ultimate answer to our problems and questions and troubles is a person. The ultimate answer to the problem, to our problems, the ultimate answer to, to our pain is a person, God himself. That God would be present in my pain, that God would be present in my, in my problems, in my troubles, in my setback, even in my failure, that, that God would be present. That's the answer. That's the answer. That God will be with me and God will help me. Now, we might be sitting here and we're like, yeah, 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 but how does that play out? I mean, how is it that God is with us? How is it that God helps us? So let's back up and let's just look at uh, some things in theology just for a moment. We believe in God Almighty, who is also a trinity, that God is three in one and one in three, fully God, all three, and fully one all three. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Y'all with me? Totally in Scripture from creation all the way through to, to restoration of everything. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So let's locate them. This will help us. Right now, the Father God, Almighty God, is seated in heaven on a throne. He doesn't get up and pace. He's not worried and upset. He's not nervous. He's not like, don't tell me anything else that's going on on earth. I can't take it today. <laughs> Y'all, God's good. Not just that he's benevolent. He's good. He's like, I'm good. I got it. So God the Father is seated on the throne. He's enthroned in heaven. At his right hand is Jesus. Uh, Romans 8.34 says that Jesus died, was raised, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he ever lives to make intercession for us. So Jesus, who came and died for us, was raised, now is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he ever lives. It means he's always about intercession for us, which means this. He is speaking to God on our behalf. He is speaking to God, and he's for you. He's not just going to see him again. No, he is for us. He is our advocate with the Father. So when we pray, we're instructed in, in, the, in the Bible to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. I like to think of it this way. It's kind of like sending your mail to heaven to Father God, care of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He receives the mail. He opens it up, reads it to the Father, and presents your case to the Father. So he says, this one's for Mark. Mark's a good guy. I died for him. He's my, he's my son. We put these gifts in him. Remember this. Remember that. Remember that. And so he pleads on our behalf, ever lives to make intercession for us. That is powerful. 
That is beautiful. So we've got the Heavenly Father seated on the throne, Jesus, the Son of God, our advocate with the Father, seated at the right hand of God. One day he's coming back. That's another story for another time right now. But right now, the third person of the Godhead is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is, don't miss this, he's the, act, he's the agent of presence and he's the agent of action of the Godhead. Jesus said, when I go away, he will come. When Jesus went away, he came. And so the Holy Spirit is in the earth, but the Holy Spirit mainly lives in temples not made with hands. You, if you are a believer, are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he dwells in you. Everybody say, he's in me. How many of you know we forget about that sometimes? And so that would just help us to remember the Holy Spirit is in me. He's in you. And he's in you. Remember, he's the agent of presence and action. He is present and he is active to do what Jesus said he came to do, which was to be a helper and a comforter and a strengthener. So how does God, how is God with me? How does God help me through the agent of presence and action of the Godhead? The Holy Spirit, the eternal Holy Spirit of God is with us and he is in us and he is present and he is helping us. And I'm really, really glad for that. Amen. If you want to know more about that, you can read about it in a book called The Bible. Now, get this about the Holy Spirit. He is on mission. He is on mission. Some people misrepresent this, uh, misemphasize the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not just so that we can have a moment here and there, uh, some kind of ecstatic uh, goosebump moment in some kind of service where we're all together. Now, thank God for that, but the Holy Spirit didn't come just for our meetings. But I don't want to do a meeting without him. But guess what? There's 168 hours in your week. And the most faithful among you are maybe going to spend two hours in church. Maybe two hours in church. Which means that leaves 166 hours. The Holy Spirit did not come just for a couple minutes, a guest cameo at church. He came, you ready for this? For your personal daily, up-close life. He came to be helper, strengthener, comforter in your daily life. That is the main role. That is the main purpose of the Holy Spirit, to be with us and to help us. We can travel this life with him or without him, and we want him in our lives. Amen? Now, I set all that up to say he is present, he is active, he's inward, personal, daily in our lives, which gives us the assurance that God is with us and God will help us. Now, we begin to find our way. We begin to find our way when we realize a few things. I've been saying that God will make a way. God will make a way. Well, we begin to discover that way when we realize something. You ready for this? When we realize that we're not God. And you may, that may take you back and say, Pastor, I am here at church at 1218. I'm at church. I know that I'm not God. But how many of you know that we do go through some struggle with some control sometimes? I mean, our problems come and we, what am I going to do? And we act like it's on us. When the reality is God is God and we're not. And we begin to find our way. God begins to make a way when we realize, you know what? God, I know you're God, but now I really know 
I'm not God. And I need you to be God. And so when we look to him in that way, that gets us going on the way because God will make a way. Look, look quickly in Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Uh, this is in the message paraphrase, so it's kind of a lighter language here. God's there listening for all who pray, for all who... That's not the one I wanted. Psalm 100, verse 3. Psalm 100. Psalm 100, verse 3. There we go. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. When we realize he's God, he's maker, he's shepherd, he is able, he cares, he is present, that starts to get us on the road and breaks us of our, of our habit as humans to be in control of everything. That's why we get so stressed out. That's why you get so angry with, their, with things and stressed and bothered. It's because we have to realize I'm not God. I'm not maker. I'm not shepherd. He is. And God begins to make a way when we let him be God and be maker and, and be shepherd. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus begins something referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. And he starts out the Sermon on the Mount with something we call the Beatitudes. And he lists nine conditions that he calls blessed. And the first one he starts out with is interesting for us today. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He said you're blessed, and that word includes the idea you are empowered, you are helped by God when you're poor in spirit. Now, I've heard that misconstrued in a whole bunch of different ways, but do you know what poor in spirit really means? It means I realize I don't have the resources I need to handle everything. I, I realize I need God's help. Go ahead and say that. I need God's help. And when you realize I need God's help and I don't have what it takes, I don't know what it takes, when you realize I'm that poor, that's where I am, you are now blessed. You're blessed when you realize I need God's help. Amen. And we begin to find our way when we realize that we're not God and that we need God. And I don't have what it takes, but God does have what it takes. And when I realize that, I now instantly transcend my weaknesses. I transcend my limitations. And I've now connected with the help that I need. I now have connected with the path that I need to be on. Amen. Now, make room in your theology. Make room in your theology for this, that while we're on earth, while we're in this life, you're going to have problems. I hate to tell you so close to lunch, but <laughs> while we're on this earth, make room in your theology for this. While we're on earth, we are going to have problems. We're going to have challenges. We're going to have troubles. But don't stop there, okay? Some people, that's their full theology. Life stinks. Everything's bad. Tomorrow's Monday. Okay, and this is joyless, powerless life. There are others on the other side of that. I have no problems. There are no problems. I have no problems. There are no problems. How many of you know they have problems? Okay. So put it together. Put it together in the right way. Make room in your theology that in this life, on this journey, I'm going to have problems. I'm going to have questions. I'm going to have challenges. I'm going to have those things. But, you ready? But I'm never alone. And I'm never without help. And God will always make a way. When I have my problems, when I have my challenges, even if I have my failure, God is a very present help 
in my time of need and in my time of trouble. Amen. So God will be with me. God will help me. God will make a way. Everything else changes. God never changes. And so you and I, when we get this, not just here, but we get it down into here. I'm never alone. I'm never without help. No matter what's going on, God is a very present help in that. Then you know what I can say? God will make a way. Husbands and wives, you need to say that to each other a little more often. You know, you're dealing with things. You need to just kind of, God will make a way. God will make a way. You know, sometimes some of you are sitting at your kitchen table late at night trying to work out your bills and trying to make those ends meet. You know what you need to remember? God will make a way. Maybe you're visiting somebody that you love that's in the hospital. Maybe you're in the hospital. You know what needs to be coming out of your heart and out of your mouth? God will make a way. God will make a way. Situations happen big scale on the whole earth. Things happen real close to you. God will make a way. God will make a way. Why don't you tell the person next to you real quick, God will make a way. God will make a way. This needs to be just part of it. And, and listen, people say, Pastor, you sound pretty confident up there saying God will make a way. What's he going to do? How's he going to do it? I don't know. I'm not God. But I know this much. He's with you. He will help you. He's able. And God will make a way. Come on. God will make a way. Amen. Look at Isaiah. Isaiah 43. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. See, here's, here's the theology. Okay, we're going to pass through waters. Told you. Told you it wasn't going to be good. <laughs> here's the good news. I'll be with you. And the way this is structured, watch this. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, I will be with you. They shall not overflow you because I will be with you. When you walk through the fire, I'll be with you. You shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you, because I'm with you. Watch this. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And then look with me in Psalm 23, 4 again, but this time in the Amplified Bible. Yes, though I walk through the deep, sunless valley of the shadow of death, I told you it'd be bad. No, yes, though, even though, even if I walk through the deep, sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort me. Amen. I don't have the resources. I don't know what to do. I don't have the strength. Only God does. God does. I can live this life and go on this journey with God or without God. I wouldn't recommend you take one step without God because God has what you need. Where we are poor in spirit, he is rich in mercy. He abounds in grace. There's no limit to God's supply. I want to share with you just a short list that we're going to cover some of these things in this series. These are the resources from God. This is how God makes a way. He gives us strength and power. From the inside that we don't even, we can't find anywhere else. God is the only authorized dealer of these things. He has knowledge and wisdom. He has the right people and community. He gives us guidance and direction. Healing and comfort. Forgiveness and acceptance. No one else can give us forgiveness. 
grace and peace, hope and courage, favor and help. Just know this. Just know this, that no matter what is going on in your life or maybe what would happen in your life, you just need to know this. God is with you. God will help you. You are never alone. You are never without help. And God will always make a way. Say it one more time. God will make a way. Amen. Uh, in two weeks from today, we're going to celebrate the 29th anniversary of Meadowbrook Church. Thank you, Lord. And about the time that we started the church, um, there was a song, a Christian song that was out, and it was called, God Will Make a Way. My wife reminded me that our middle son, Joshua, we had an instrumental cassette when my son Josh was born, and we were playing a, a cassette called Peaceful Praise. And the song that was praying, playing when he was born was, God Will Make a Way. And it's the declaration musically of what we shared today. It was written in 1990, so some of you weren't even alive in 1990. But some of you will know this. And I'm not really a singer, but I want to sing it. I sing. I sing all the time. But I want to sing this. And then if you know it, I want you to just join in. We'll have the words on the screen. And um, just let this be our heart's declaration today. Amen. God will make a way. Where there seems to be no way He works in ways we cannot see And He will make a way for me And He will be my guide Hold me closely to His side With love and strength for each new day he will make a way, God will make a way. Why don't you stand together and we'll all sing it together. Sing. God will make a way where it seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see.
Let me quickly have every head bowed. Please no, nobody leave yet. Just these last couple of minutes. Listen, I said at the beginning, you can do this life, you can travel this journey with or without God. I don't think you would choose to just do this without God. But yet your connection with God must be Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who he said died for you, was raised and seated at the right hand of the Father on your behalf. You need to open your heart and receive Jesus into your life as your Savior and as your Lord to help you in this life. And then one day when life is over, to give you a home in heaven forever. And if you've never received Jesus, my friend, I would ask you today, open up your heart and receive your Savior. He loves you so much. And if you've received him, but you would say today, I'm not where I need to be with God. I need to get some things right with God. Then we're going to pray here in just a second. And I pray that you'll use that prayer also to just get things right and new with God. Hey, listen, God's not mad at you. God loves you. And he want, he's ready and willing and waiting to just restore to you the joy of salvation. Everybody pray this prayer with me right now from your heart. Father God, I come to you now in Jesus' name. Jesus who loves me gave himself for me lord i love you and i give myself to you i ask you right now come into my heart come into my life be my savior and be my lord and by the blood of jesus shed for me forgive me right now of every sin cleanse me from all unrighteousness Make me brand new. Now fill me with your peace, with your joy, with the Holy Spirit, and with the assurance you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer, you meant it from your heart to receive the Lord today. Jesus did the heavy lifting. He made it easy to enter into relationship with him. That's where we begin to walk it out, though. And uh, that's a little bit of work on our part. But we want to give you some information to help you take those next steps in your relationship with God. There should be a, a card in the seat back in front of you. And it'll say, I prayed to receive Jesus today or prayed to get things right with the Lord today. Or you can see one of our ushers at the door. And fill that card out, just minimal information. whole purpose for your information is so we can get some information back to you to help you in your next steps. We don't want anything from you. We just want to help you in your walk with the Lord. I believe they're going to put up a screen as we leave today, too, that has a number you can text. And uh, by way of text, we'll get that information right back to you as well. We just want to help you in this wonderful walk with the Lord. Remember, we can do this with or without God, and I highly recommend we do it with God. Amen? Hey, listen to me. God will make a way. God will make a way, all right? God bless you guys. Thanks for coming today. You are dismissed. I love you. Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.